KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Matt Leon. Data intelligence company Morning Consult has released a report on the fastest growing brands in 2021, and it is really interesting. We wanted to dig into this, so we caught up with Joanna Piacenza. She is the head of industry intelligence for Morning Consult. Seriously, this is fascinating. Give a listen. Fastest growing brands, to kind of start with, to kind of set the table for the discussion, kind of discuss how it was calculated, the methodology that went into this. Yeah, so this is our third year of doing fastest growing brands, uh, the report, and it's really one of my favorites to do. So we look at consumers purchasing consideration. So that's the share who say they're likely to consider purchasing from a brand throughout the year. We're pulling this data from Morning Consult Brand Intelligence. That's our flagship platform that tracks thousands of brands on a daily basis And those with the biggest jumps in purchasing consideration between January and October, those are the ones that that made the list. I'm looking at the report now, and you've got the overall rankings, and then you break it down almost by generation, correct? Yes. So we've got kind of a really interesting narrative that the rankings create for the year, right? So we have all adults, then we look at the different generations, because it's it's always interesting to see kind of what brands are penetrating which generations. Um, But the biggest takeaway for me kind of for this report is that 2021 was really the year of cryptocurrency, of fintechs, of digital payments. So five of the 20 fastest growing brands, those are all digital trailblazers in the financial services or the FinServe world. We've got Coinbase, we've got Afterpay, we've got Cash App, we've got Chime and Bitcoin, kind of all these cryptos and fintechs that have really penetrated consumers' minds. Past that, looking at the overall rankings, we were talking about this beforehand, you kind of glance at this, and to me, it really is just kind of a snapshot of what 2021 has been. You talk about all the discussion about digital currency, but you're talking vaccine makers, you're talking videos as far as online, people reaching out, connecting online, and you're talking streaming services really are dominating here. Yeah. The reason I love kind of pulling this data and looking at these lists is because it chronicles the year that was behind us. We have vaccine brands that really got a boost in purchasing consideration. You know, thank goodness. We've got Moderna and Pfizer. They grew 7.3 points in purchasing consideration and 3.1 points, respectively. Um, I should note that consumers are about as equally likely to consider kind of either brand. And we have streaming, right? So Paramount Plus reached every single generation on this list. And that's really hard to do. One of the things that we see a lot is that we'll see a brand kind of appear on Gen Z's list. And then the next year, it's populating the older generations lists, right? Millennials, Gen X, and boomers are kind of picking up the torch as soon as Gen Z make something popular. We're seeing that with TikTok specifically. So TikTok, very, very popular among Gen Z. It's now becoming more popular among older Americans. And and one of the things that we often see is that 
as it becomes popular with older Americans, it becomes less popular. I knew that's exactly what you were going to say. It becomes less cool. Um, So I can, we've seen that happen with Snapchat. We've seen that happen with Facebook. Can definitely see that happening with TikTok. And there's already a brand that is on TikTok's heels, and that is YouTube Shorts. That is really growing in popularity among the youngest consumers. Once again, the fascinating thing about this is you might look at something and your initial reaction is, oh, I find that interesting. But then you kind of reverse engineer it and you think it makes complete and total sense. Is 2020 was the year of lockdowns. And even though by no means am I saying we are out of this pandemic or, you know, everything's rosy, but 2021 was a lot closer to what we were used to. And you've got a couple of brands with regards to travel, Marriott, Bonvoy, Universal Resort, a couple of places probably taking advantage of people desperate to get out and travel. Yeah, the Marriott Bonvoy, that made the list for baby boomers. We have a great kind of travel analyst here at Morning Consult, Lindsay Roschke. And she really points out that Marriott Bonvoy attracted that older set of consumers. And baby boomers really kind of doubled down on their commitment to traditional hotel brands. Another thing that we're seeing with this list is people leaning into the more familiar We are seeing a lot of newer brands on this list, but I think something to keep in mind is that we are still living in a country where there is incredibly high anxiety and stress. And during those times, we see consumers leaning into the brands that they're familiar with, right? Um, So more traditional legacy brands, we're seeing them kind of pop up on this list too, as people reach out to the familiar. One of the things... I find interesting is, and I'd like to just kind of get your overall idea of this. I would love to show this list to someone in 2018. And (laughs) what percentage of the overall do you think people would even have a concept of what it is? I mean, some of these didn't even exist, obviously, but I think we really see what the impact of the pandemic has been kind of overall. I would say, I don't know, probably maybe half of these in an alternate universe where there's no pandemic probably aren't here. Am I crazy? Yeah. I think the pandemic really accelerated the trends that were already happening in 2018 and 2019, right? I think that it was just a matter of time before fintechs and crypto really became a part of our lives. But I do think the pandemic really accelerated that, right? We're spending more time online, We're perhaps trading, organizing our money digitally in new ways. We're exploring kind of new ways to pay um, besides kind of just opening up our wallet. Um, So I think it's absolutely true that in an alternative universe, (laughs) half of the brands on here wouldn't necessarily be appearing. Vaccine brands, right? Entertainment-focused brands, and then kind of the fintech brands that came with the acceleration of e-commerce and the acceleration of just kind of our digital lives. I'd like to kind of dig into some of the generation rankings, and I'd like to start kind of with the baby boomers, because not as surprising with older Americans that Moderna, you know, responsible (laughs) for one of the vaccines would be right at the top of the list. Reddit number two, that's really something. It is. One of the things I want to point out is that Reddit grew kind of a a large enough amount to make it onto the list, but not necessarily 
a huge noteworthy amount. It grew six percentage points among baby boomers. And just for some context, the average growth of all, I think it was 1100 brands on the list was 0.33 points. So it is kind of larger than that average. I think that one of the things that we're seeing with Reddit is that it became popular among younger consumers. And then as with TikTok and as with Snapchat and Facebook, it is becoming more popular and more used by older Americans the longer it's around. So Reddit making the list with baby boomers was a surprise, but if you kind of sit down and think about it, it is a technology that has been around for a while. And so consumers, I think, are becoming more familiar with it. I'm surprised you're you're highlighting that one, though, because there are some really interesting other noteworthy ones on the baby boomer list. I mean, PGA Tour, uh, you you almost couldn't frame it more, you know, better. Tylenol, uh, you know, once again, fit. What one jumps out at you the most? I mean, obviously, TikTok. And to your earlier point of it's really cool what the young kids, the older people start <laughs> using it. And then the, the younger kids become less, less interested. But when you look at the baby boomers, what one jumps out at you? There's a couple. And this list makes me want to be a baby boomer. Um, we've got Smirnoff vodka on here. We've got Indian motorcycles. We've got Vizzy hard seltzer. Uh, boomers are truly living their best life. And perhaps that's kind of the threat of the pandemic. They're just like, well, let's make it fun. Let's incorporate a little bit of excitement into our lives. But the other thing I want to point out is that we've also Crown Royale. Smirnoff, Indian Motors, Motorcycles, Vizzy Hard Seltzer, and then, as you said, Tylenol, to really help alleviate all of the pain that comes um, from using those other brands. Looking at Generation X, you say pain. Number three (laughs) here is Icy Hot. And I am, you know, trying to reverse engineer this. I would imagine... Maybe this is a group that during a pandemic got more into trying to keep themselves healthy, more active. And that's one of the results of that. Yeah. For Icy Hot to be the number three fastest growing brands among Gen X, this is a generation I do not want to be a part of if Icy Hot is up there. I also want to point out American Express made the list at number nine. We traditionally see a lot of financial services brands going after the millennials, right? That's a group that has lower financial well-being. That's a group that's more eagerly embracing buy now, pay later services or fintechs or crypto. So Gen X really embracing kind of credit card usage and having a financial services brand on that list. I think that's also pretty noteworthy along with Venmo and Chime. Number 19, Marlboro. In this day and age to have a tobacco company, that blows my mind. I don't care how old, what generation, what circumstances. Yeah, I do believe, um, and I'll have to look this up to confirm it, but I do believe that cigarette sales went up for the first time amid the pandemic since they started declining kind of as public health officials convinced Americans that this was an unhealthy habit to have. A lot of stress and anxiety amid the pandemic, right? We see that with a lot of the streaming services usage, kind of leaning back on more familiar brands, but picking up a a case of Marlboro's, that's something that Gen X did more of to kind of, I would assume, alleviate the stress of this pandemic. 
and you see some things where people really wanted comfort in mm -hmm. tough situations. We talk about Marlboro pedigree dog food. They wanted to spoil the pets. DSW mm -hmm. when in doubt by shoes. Like I, <laughs> you know, I, I find a lot of this interesting. Yeah, I'm assuming that the shoes that were purchased at DSW were comfortable loafers instead of kind of high heels or or dress shoes, considering so much flex and work from home um, from folks. So let's move up now to the millennials. Looking at this one, the one that jumps out at me is Pep Boys at number five. Yes, um, we have a, an excellent automotive and mobility analyst here at Morning Consult that really kind of solved that question mark for me. Why is Pep Boys on there? I mean, she pointed out that with the chip shortage and cars becoming so difficult to purchase, and if you do have the ability to purchase them, the prices are just so high right now that folks are really trying to get as much as they can out of their current vehicles. That means that pet boys for millennials, which make up at least two thirds of parents of young children, they're looking to get a bang out of their buck that they paid for, for that SUV five to seven years ago. One of the other things that we track um, in morning consult brand intelligence is recommendations. So how likely are you to recommend this product to a family or friends? Pet boys amid the pandemic just skyrocketed. And that's because, you know, folks were trying to get the most they could out of their current vehicle. So they recommended, brought in a Pet Boys, recommended it, word of mouth marketing for that brand really helped it kind of make the list for millennials. Also with millennials, Google Maps at 19. Is that almost is like people giving into technology finally and saying, okay, I always missed a turn. I will go <laughs> ahead and use it and kind of combine that with increased travel. Sure. I think that Google Maps making the list is really the return of the road trip, right? As comfort levels continue to really stagnate or even decline among the Delta surge, Folks were just dying to get out of their homes still, right? But how do they do that safely? How do you travel in a safe way? We've been tracking road trips and, and interest in road trips at Morning Consult almost since the pandemic started. We kind of predicted that this would be an oncoming trend, something that people would want to embrace traveling in your own vehicle as opposed to flying. So I see Google Maps on there as millennials, especially millennial parents, hitting the road with their kids instead of taking that flight for a vacation. Number four, after pay. This is basically you can buy something now and you pay for it in installments. Am I crazy that this is layaway for younger people? <laughs> it's similar to layaway, right? It differs in one important way. You get the product immediately, right? Layaway, you would kind of put that product away and then pay it in installments. And then once you reach that total, then you could get um, that product or service. BNPL, you know, 2021 was really one of BNPL's major years. There were huge jumps in purchasing consideration, as we see here, big jumps in usage. And millennials is the generation that is using it the most. That again is because of the generation's relatively low financial well-being and also the generation's familiarity with debt. They're used to being in debt. They came to age amid a, a recession. And now as many are becoming parents for the first time, another recession and a pandemic hit. 
So they're kind of used to juggling finances in a way that other generations aren't. As we move on to Gen Z, am I crazy? I feel like Generation Z has the most unique makeup of any of them. You can kind of see through lines in the other ones. For the most part, I feel like Generation Z, what we see with the fastest growing brands for them, it seems to be quite unique to their generation. Yep. Gen Z are the trailblazers, right? Look at Gen Z and increasingly look at Gen Alpha for what's next. What's going to be the big brand that's going to take over 2022? What about 2023? Gen Z doesn't want anything old, right? They want to discover new brands. They want to take over some more traditional brands in new ways. They're truly the trailblazers of the generations. But one thing I want to point out about Gen Z is the presence of so many food Mm -hmm. um, and fast food brands. We've got Chipotle on here, Snickers, Ruffles, Instacart to some degree, kind of delivering food, Wendy's. These are brands that have really successfully marketed to this younger generation who are more dubious of larger institutions overall and really hard to convince them of your authentic messaging. Wendy's has done just a stellar job in doing that through its social media feeds. And Chipotle, in addition to a few other fast food brands, have started loyalty programs. And that's the sort of thing that is really going to bring in this audience. And it's also interesting, we saw very little overall in these lists with regards to kind of sports, except we saw for the baby boomers, PGA Tour. With Generation Z, you have UFC. And if that doesn't show you kind of the difference in what these people want, to unwind with, to watch, to root for. That's pretty stark in my mind. Yeah. One of the reasons I think UFC made the list is because of its low purchasing consideration before this time, right? You wouldn't necessarily pair UFC and Gen Z together two or three years ago, but UFC has done a good job of marketing to this generation and convincing them um, that this is a sport that they should get heavily involved with and become a fan of when they're younger. And this is something that is really only going to benefit the organization moving forward as these consumers get older. So overall, if you're talking to CEOs, you're talking to brands, what do you think they should take away from this? What should they learn from this? My biggest takeaway from this is that the way that we are talking about money, the way that we are exchanging our money for goods, for products and services, the way that we consider our wallet is changing. And we're seeing that a lot with the crypto, fintech, and digital payments brands on the list. If organizations aren't already considering how to embrace BNPL, how to partner with fintechs, and even how to start incorporating crypto into their path to purchase, I think they need to start thinking about that next year, definitely. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In Depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.